Hey everybody, the year is 2021. We made it. Yeehaw! We made it 2021. And everything is better. Um, welcome to the Funhouse Podcast. I know what you're thinking. Didn't it used to be called something else? But why does it still say things on all graphics everywhere? Because synergy is very difficult and getting all the things to happen at the same time is even harder. Um, but we're we're in a transitional period. And here's the thing, it's a new year and new year means change. And change can be a very good thing. It can be scary. It can be a lot Sexy. of different things. It can be, oh, horny, yeah. are you kidding me? Especially if you're changing your underwear. Oh yeah. Something that has, that has the crotch cut out. And then um, you trip, you try to stick your foot in and then it gets stuck and you fall over and your ass up. You put your head Sexy. through the wall, and then you're in your neighbor's apartment. <laughs> Absolutely. And they're also having sex. <laughs> uh, it's 100 Again, change. It can be anything you want it to be. Uh, you are the masters of your own domain. Speaking of masters of their own domain, I'd like to introduce my guests this week. John Smith. Hello. You know John Smith from uh, uh, Twitch and <laughs> from <laughs> YouTube. And he Twitter is, and Instagram, and, you and know, Twitter and Instagram, TikTok probably. He my probably MySpace my, is still up. Yeah, Friendster, and of course Patrick Brown. Hey, how's it going? Hey, hey, Patrick. <laughs> What's up? Hey. <laughs> uh, I say of course because I think if you are are a, a fan of this channel, if you watch this channel or whatever, you're obvious. You're very familiar with Patrick. You should be. He he's been in enough of our content, um, but. I think it's worth introducing everyone to Patrick formally mm-hmm. in kind of a new and exciting way. We're still going to do, I, we were in a meeting yesterday and I pitched doing something really funny involving all of it. Um, but, uh, but we may we still do that but just for the sake of us trying to get our heads out of the dirt. That, um, I don't think that idea was for me, so that could still work. <laughs> It's it's an all encompassing idea, and yes, yeah. to anyone theorizing what it was, it did in, was inspired from professional wrestling in the nineties. But that's okay. okay. Oh, that idea. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I was thinking of a different thing that we all. You were thinking of a different idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, the but sexy yeah, so one. You, yeah. You, yeah. You probably you probably know Patrick from uh, from Inside Gaming, the Inside Game. Well, you might know me from Inside or Machinima. Yeah. The only one here is John. <laughs> no one knows me. <laughs> or from Machinima. Me. All the places <laughs> that we've all been, except for John, you may yeah. know Patrick from. Um, but as of this week, Patrick, you will be working with us here on the Funhouse side of things. Yeah, I'm a I'm I am a Funhouse now, officially. You're a Funhouse. Yeah. Yes, I've Which shed. Is what the... happens? Yeah. Inside gaming is is kind of the uh, chrysalis, mm-hmm. and you emerge a beautiful funhouse on the other side. I thought you were going to say WNBA. <laughs> uh, so, well, I, yeah, I would say the WNBA WNBA is the chrysalis of the and sports. I I never knew how like minor league and major league worked as a kid mm-hmm. with sports, and so I always just assumed that if you became the champion of the minor leagues. Then you got to go into the major leagues. Is that not how it works? No, so I, apparently not. It's all not. just some elaborate Cinderella tale. Well, yeah, it's like that shows yeah. that you're good enough. It's like um, middle school and high school. But I think they should do that with the WNBA, where if the, whatever team wins the WNBA World Championship gets to play in the NBA next Ooh, year. That'd be cool. I could or it. alternatively, we should call it the MNBA and then make the WNBA <gasps> the NBA. Because 
Men have had it too good for too long. I True see. beans. Yeah. Uh, or the a, we just combine them and make it the HNBA. Human. Humans. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, okay. But okay. James, I think James, yes. I think you had a you had a great idea uh, in that because Patrick is now officially Funhouse and this is the mm -hmm. first podcast uh, where mm -hmm. he's you know officially Funhouse. You and mm -hmm. I are going to not talk for the next hour, and Patrick, mm -hmm. we're going to go mm -hmm. full screen on him, and yeah. he will have to monologue for the next hour. And this... I'm going to be I'm going to be talking about the Second Amendment. Uh, oh, cool! <laughs> Mo mostly, finally, mostly that, mostly just that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is going to be a new thing. This is kind of you know people will say a vengeful reaction to every single time we have someone that people may not be entirely familiar with on one of our videos and don't formally introduce them well enough. So <laughs> there is a little bit of spite in this, but yes, Patrick, um, we'll start the timer. For, we'll set it for 60 minutes and then you can go in three, two, one. No, we're actually not going to do that, but I, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I have, there's a lot of things I'd like to discuss. First and foremost mm -hmm. is the, the state of our country these days, <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I get the camera uh, off me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And, and time. Um, no, but I did. I did want to do something that I thought would be a little bit of fun. The problem with this is if we talk about topical stuff, it is so depressing because things yeah. are just are not at a point where I think we would hope that they would be. Things are still going pretty rough for a lot of people. Um, and there just really isn't that much to discuss other than the fact that maybe um, maybe Christopher Nolan's going to come back to the Batman franchise, but that's a different podcast. Um, so what I did was I Googled. This is how I am at a podcast producer. Mm -hmm. I Googled and I found a first date questions. Mm. 13 great first date questions backed by science. And I figured, I figured as a getting to know Patrick for the audience, we could ask you, Patrick, these 13 first date questions backed by science. We'll also answer them, but I feel like everyone watching already knows, um, you know, the us Your inside address. and out. Um, but uh, I think it, it'll be really fun. And, and just, you know, I was like, what does backed by science mean? In this article, it just yes. says, according to research. That's what the that's what the science is in this research is the science. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, are you are okay getting to know having the audience get to know you a little bit better this way? Uh, yeah, well, as you know, I'm an intensely private person uh, who mm -hmm. I live off the grid. I mm -hmm. I bus into Los Angeles to a small studio where I record every day. Mm -hmm. uh, no mm -hmm. electricity where I live, but I'll answer mm -hmm. to the best of my abilities. Great. Okay. Uh, for those, I don't know if you guys saw, I got a little distracted. An ant was crawling across my forehead, and I had to slap it. So, oh. continue. How'd it get on your head? It's San Diego, man. That's it's San Diego. For San you. Diego, baby. <laughs> you ever think about those scout ants? That like, this is question number one. Patrick, <laughs> you ever think about those scout ants, like the ones that are just like out in the middle of nowhere, and you're like, good for you, buddy. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of, uh, I think it takes a lot of bravery mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of skill yeah. to, to take on the, the weight of that that burden for your whole ant clan. Yeah. And they all sound like Woody up. Allen. Hats off. They all sound <laughs> yes. like Woody Allen. Yeah. Great movie. I prefer it to Bugs Life. I'm not afraid of that. <laughs> all right. Let's jump into some of these questions real quick. We only have one hour to do this. Um, so first question on a uh, scientifically backed 
first aid questions. Mm -hmm. Are you working on any personal passion projects? Oh. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I guess I, mm -hmm. I skateboard and I'm very bad at it. So I guess that's technically a, a, a personal project. How Something long I'm trying to get better at. How long have you been skateboarding? Uh, well, I was doing it when I, I did it a lot when I was a kid from mm -hmm. like maybe 12 to 16, something like that. And then mm -hmm. I stopped doing it. And then because of COVID, Mm -hmm. uh, my midlife crisis kicked in earlier, so I thought I'd pick okay. it back up. Oh, that makes sense. Wait, yeah. what does COVID have to do with your midlife crisis? It just, maybe it's not a midlife crisis, but it, it's, you know, I was just bored out of my mind and needed something okay. to do, and I still had yeah. a skateboard laying around. I have, I, have, I, I have heard a lot of young people lament, complain maybe, not, maybe a little harsh, but lament that they're really pissed off that they're losing two years of their their youth to this eh, yeah it's well, overrated yeah grow up mm -hmm. quit whining. Saw, grow up pussies I, i'm losing two I years saw, in my 30s i saw another article of some guy who survived i think he's he's a holocaust survivor and he was okay. like and now he's at the age where you know he's probably like 90 or something really old yeah. and and he's like i grew up without a childhood because of the conditions of world war two and the mm -hmm. holocaust and now i'm gonna probably die before this is over thanks a lot he basically went thanks a lot humans yeah, that's, that's a <laughs> that's a fun way to book and book into your life <laughs> mm -hmm. I, james that makes yeah. more sense i thought you were gonna say he was like i grew up in the holocaust and me having to stay at home right now is worse than it <laughs> oh no no he seemed he he i mean i he don't flipped. know what his yeah he, <laughs> that makes yeah. more sense what you said makes more sense yeah yeah it seems more in tone i'm sure there are people who would happily compare this to that and say yeah. sitting on their smartphones gotta on the be couch, a, few. Of course. <laughs> yeah. a lot of facebooking mm -hmm. James, uh so yeah yeah go ahead john are you it's great being here with you mm -hmm. uh are you working on any personal passion projects not really no <laughs> not really strike I, one this is this is like the worst this is like the worst answer that i can muster but towards the end of last year i mean basically the last third of the year i got really burnt out on social media and mm. and i think it's because our jobs are relatively stressful and require a lot of like like pulling content out of your butt so the idea of having to create content on another platform that's like so disposable to then get a number assigned to it to say whether or not it was good or bad or whatever was really really bumming me out and so i stopped kind of like posting really anything but then surprise surprise we all tried to take like about two weeks off um from the end of December to now, and we're just kind of getting back into it. And behold, like a flower set in the sun. It was like about five or six days into the time off 
that my ideas started to bloom. And I'm not saying they're good or worthwhile, but I was like, oh, I can come up with something every single day that may be worth putting in something that may sound like a joke. I have this big, whenever things kind of get back to normal, I do want to get back into stand-up. And so I add things to this ongoing document of like, it could just be a thought or it could be something that I was having a conversation with at least or someone or whatever. And I said something, an observation or thing that had a cadence of a joke and it got a good reaction. And I'm like, oh, make a note of that. And then I'll write it down um, because maybe there's some refining I could do to turn that into a joke. And it was funny how if you compared the activity that I had on my like Twitter or social media and in that comedy doc from, let's say, September to December it was about the same as what it was in the last like seven days, okay. <laughs> which is interesting. James, um, yes. um, I would like to say that I really wish I could have witnessed when, uh, you know, you're at a party and mm-hmm. you, you make a comment and everyone laughs and you go, <gasps> and you whip out your notepad and yeah. you write Excuse it down me a moment. and everyone's yeah. still looking at you when that happens. Mm-hmm. I, I have a friend um, he's fantastic. He's one. Of, he's one of my best friends. But for the longest time, and he may still, I don't know, um, would bring an audio recorder with him wherever he went, <laughs> so he could he could compose ideas. And it's it like to to your point, if there's a situation where that happens, and then he pulls it out and goes like, "This is my. This is what I think of this. That's that," and just like puts it away or whatever. It is such a silly. Stupid kind of awkward thing, but but a fountain of ideas. This man, oh, there fountain you go. of creativity, fountain yeah. of creativity, and and no idea ever lost. So whatever was sacrificed in the social interaction form of that was gained in the actually never doing that thing where you come up with an idea in the shower, and by the time you get out of the bathroom, you've forgotten how good that idea was. So um, what did you've already, you've already forgotten water? that you've already <laughs> forgotten that new difference between men and women that you had just thought of. <laughs> oh, right. Snowballs. M NBA. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. So glad the pandemic's over. They should call it M NBA. Two years. Two years later. John. Hey, are you what's working up? on any personal passion projects? Actually, I had a question for John. Oh, John, okay. are you working on any personal passion projects right now? Great question. Uh, Thank you. Well, uh, to be honest, I'm really offended that you asked that. Oh, well, so. Patrick asked it, so I, I feel like uh, it's no, only yeah. Uh, so, um, I mean, I feel like this is all I ever talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, since getting on my medication and coming back, it all has been flowing back. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I used to always just, like, make music and, you know, draw and stuff like that. And I didn't for a long time. But for the latter part of this year, I definitely have been. I've been making music. I got my FL Studio license uh, back up. And I've been making some beats. I actually, unironically, uh, am writing a rap. And it's actually very, uh, very fast. And I'm, I like it. The restaurant is fast. I go. Oh, nice. That's super cool. Yeah, that's that's great. That's awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I'll bang you tonight. Hold on. We're only one question oh, oh, in. Okay. <laughs> Science isn't that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's too early. Patrick. Yeah. What's the best present you ever gave someone and ever received? Gave someone? Oof. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. I can't think of anything. Do you not uh, a great? Do you? Well, do you are think... you a gift giver? I yeah. Like... I feel like I'm a I'm a fairly good gift giver, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I have a terrible memory. Oh, okay. So that's fair. it's basically it, it unless it's happening to me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's a good chance that it's it's seen its way out. Mm-hmm. Patrick, pro tip. You yeah. know how they. You know how like older couples they say. You know, I like spending silence with you. You know, we don't have to mm-hmm. talk all the time. That's a great thing on a first date that if someone asks you a question, you just mm-hmm. go, let me think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And then you spend a couple minutes formulating really your struggle answer. over it, it in silence. It, if they try and make conversation to help you get to like a response, go. Yeah, you go. Shut your mouth. Shut Shut your fucking mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Stop fucking talking. I'm thinking. You say Papa's thinking. If I could get Patrick a gift, it would definitely be one of those voice recorders, so that way he his memory wouldn't. Nice. He could be like. That's a good idea. Yeah, December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety four. I could do the memento thing. Oh, that might be cool. Nice. Yeah. Tattoo it on yourself. Yeah, you buy it's him the, a tattoo yeah. gun. I still feel like there's a better way in that. <laughs> oh, yeah. A notebook. notebook. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could he's got use all, the notebook. stuff all over his back. I'm like, kitty, he, he's never going to. Right. He has to remember that it's <laughs> on his back. Every What's time. red rum? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it doesn't. Oh, wait. No, the best gift I ever gave is probably an engagement ring, right? That's got to be number one. Oh, there you go. That's a pretty yeah, good that's gift. A, that's number one. Um, Patrick just remembered that he's engaged. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just remembered see, what it cost. Just him. Comes and goes. <laughs> uh, best gift I've ever received. Let's see. Wait, hold on. You're engaged. We're on a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, I it ended it ended in a divorce. Oh, great. Good. Good. We'll good. say. I mean, that's terrible. The, but good. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, for the purposes of this date, it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Received. Uh, I got a, I got some Hodus controls this year. That was pretty exciting. You played some flight sim. Uh, no, but I've played X Wing. Okay. Uh, oh. Played a little Wing Commander. Played some mm-hmm. Rebel Assault. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Was it from someone close to you? It was my someone fiance. Who cared? Oh, that's <gasps> nice. Your former fiance. Former Sorry, fiance yeah. turned yeah. wife turned ex-wife. Well, that would you say ex-fiance <laughs> of my or would you just say ex-girlfriend? I refer to Elise as my ex-fiance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's I guess not that anymore. works either way. Yeah. I refer to when I go on a date with a woman, I say, "You're going to be my future ex-wife." Oh. That's you say really nice. first things first. Nice to meet you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you go. How do you You're feel very about children? Pretty. <laughs> hey, James. Yeah, John. What's the best? Hold on. Let me think. I love being on this date with you. You really have pulled out all the stops. That horseback riding was beautiful. Thank you. Um, what would you say was the greatest gift you ever gave and received? Mm-hmm. Gave would probably be the horseback riding that I got for you, John, just <laughs> that we did earlier today. My thighs um, are on fire. I'm trying to think gave. I-, I do like finding really good gifts for people. I know that um, I once got my brother like, 
an Xbox. It was would have been an Xbox One X, maybe. Um, and just like a bunch of games, just like Ooh. a bunch of stuff. Um, and it was like a huge, big old care package for them. Um, I don't know if I, I guess it would be up to the receiver to determine if it was the best gift they got. But I know that was one point where Elise was getting back into drawing. So I got her like a Wacom tablet um, nice. to do that. Um, and then last year for Christmas, I got my parents a trip to Las Vegas um, to Ooh. go see to go see a show. Um, and then the pandemic happened, so it never <laughs> happened. And oh, I wasn't no. charged for it. So I now technically I'm one. Oh, actually, what I got them this year is pretty good. They uh, will still be there next year. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nowhere else to go. Mm. Um, this year, they specifically, because my parents still live in my childhood home, and they've been spending a lot of time, like, getting rid of garbage. So I'll get, like, a photo from my mom, and it's like, do you want this? And it's, like, a trophy I got in third grade or something like that. <laughs> Like no, you throw it out. Yes. And get rid of it. Of course. <laughs> she sent me a bunch of like pictures of CDs that I had. She's like, "Do you want these CDs?" I'm like, no, you can get rid of my uh, whatever Hoobastank CDs or whatever. Um, but uh, so they were very explicit. They were like, "If you're gonna get us something for Christmas this year, we don't want anything that's gonna take up space. We don't want like mm. DVDs or movies or books or anything. We're trying to get rid of stuff." And I was like, "Well, what am I gonna get them?" Google and I thought, "Drive." Well, yeah, I don't know that they're going to use that either, but um, but I was like, I guess you would think like an experience, but then also with COVID happening, it's not like you can get a Groupon for something yeah. like, you know, like those type of packages. And then I re remember, I mean, they're both from New York City and there's this place we used to go to when I was younger when they'd take me up there, which is like a bakery and they have like a bunch of stuff. It's an Italian bakery. And I was like, I wonder, like everything's converted because of COVID. So I looked online and you can order basically delivery from this like legit Manhattan, wow. Manhattan Italian bakery. So I basically got them this massive cheesecake and uh, a massive cheesecake and then a cannoli making kit. <gasps> um, that rules. And so... So I had it sent to them and it arrived. I mean, like the timing with that is always tough, but it arrived like two days before Christmas. And I was like, you just got to open it <laughs> um, <laughs> right um, now. But yeah, so so I was like, oh, I was really pretty pleased with myself for that because it felt like that was a gift that they would it's enjoy. And uh, and they sent then they sent me pictures of the cheesecake and I was like, I should have gotten one for myself. But um, mm, and yeah. then it'll leave no it'll leave nothing behind because it'll be in poop. Leave no trace. Bada bing. Yep. So. It's probably the best, one of the best gifts I've ever given. Nice, Jonathan. Yeah. Best, best gift you've ever received. I want to know the one you received. Um. Well, here's the thing. Most gifts I've received are from my parents on Christmas, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, something my mom has always made me do my entire life is write out a list. So. Okay. It's really a question of what is the best gift I've ever given myself. Okay, that's true. Because you're just yeah, deciding what all your gifts are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of other... Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the memories I have of the best gifts are ones where I fucked it up. Um, for instance, 18th birthday, my dad, we decided uh, I'd get a Les Paul guitar. Um, 
And my friends learned that at high school, and they all chipped in to buy me a case for the Les Paul. But mm-hmm. what kind of friends did you have when I school high school friends? My friends never friends. would have bought me shit. There yeah. you go. Uh, but when we went to guitar, guitar Center and bought the Les Paul, I talked my dad into buying me a case. So then. Oh. On my 18th birthday party, we get there and they learn that I had already gotten a case, and they they all just went. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, because you showed uh, up to the party with the guitar. Yeah, and I went, "Who case? wants to hear me play guitar?" <laughs> Happy birthday to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another time, uh, Skyrim had just come out. Uh, and I didn't have any consoles, and I asked my mom for an Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I put Skyrim, like, I prioritized it. And so I put the Xbox, and I put Skyrim at the top, like, right after it. Mm-hmm. And she ended up buying me the console and not Skyrim. And okay. uh, I, they don't remember this. So I guess I hit it well, but I was so frustrated. <laughs> Because all I wanted was Skyrim. I didn't even really care about the 360. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I ended up going on Craigslist and meeting some dude in a parking lot that night. And I bought Skyrim from him. But, like, I did, like in hindsight, it's like I have so much shame for my mm-hmm. parents giving me this gift and me going, it's not specifically what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. a pretty good gift. That's all, on it's all a great in, gift. All in. Also, it came yeah. with Halo Reach. It was one of those mm-hmm. ones where it comes with a digital download of a game. I mm-hmm. played the hell out of that multiplayer. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, Mom. I would. If we're mentioning gifts, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, fan of the show, Josh Flanagan, um, who he loves giving gifts. He loves giving d- delightful, and he always gives wonderful gifts. And it's his birthday today, on the on the day that we are recording this, the January fifth. So happy birthday, Josh! This is your gift. Is a shout out in the show, <laughs> um, and make sure to check out uh, Dead Little Roosters. It premieres on Rooster Teeth on Friday, I believe. Um, let's Wait, hold move. on. Go. My favorite gift I've ever given in this hashtag not sponsored. Okay. Am I allowed to mention something? It's yeah, Universal so. Yums. It's the coolest shit ever. Okay. Every month Why they send uh, snacks and stuff from mm-hmm. a different country. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's super cool. And you can buy subscriptions. And I've bought subscriptions for a bunch of people. Because mm-hmm. it's great. I mean, I that sounds snacks. really good. That sounds really good. And it's not sponsored. But I think this is a good moment to take a little break so we can talk about something that is sponsored. This <gasps> podcast. This episode of the Funhouse Podcast is brought to you by Gabby. Gabby Insurance is a great way to help you save money. In fact, we're all looking for ways to save money, uh, especially now. So let me ask you this. How would you like to keep an extra $961 a year in your pocket? It's a lot of money. Um, And that's how much Gabby customers save per year on average on car and home insurance. That's why uh, when shopping for insurance, you should use Gabby. It's kind of a good time in the year to start shopping for insurance. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you an apples to apples comparison for your current coverage against 
40 of the top insurance providers like Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers, all of these, you just link your insurance. So, so basically you just log in, you link your own insurance. And then what it does, it takes your exact coverage, compares it with coverages across the entire spectrum of insurance companies, and then finds you the absolute best deal on the insurance you already have. So you could theoretically save up to $961 with this, okay? You could save more um, potentially too. And here's, here's the good thing. If you log in and you do it and you don't see the savings, you can rest easy knowing that you, this is what happened with me, have the best insurance options for the cost. And so you can relax knowing that you're not overspending for the insurance that you have. It's a good feeling, it's a good sense of security, and if you can find a better deal, it's gonna save you money. Uh, so just a heads up, you're probably overpaying on your car insurance and your home insurance, so you should see how much Gabby can save you. It's totally free to check and there's no obligation. Go to gabby.com slash dude soup. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash dude soup. Gabby.com slash dude soup. This Funhouse podcast is brought to you by Talkspace. It's 2021, finally. Uh, 2020 is over, but that doesn't mean that we aren't going to be carrying with us our fair share of physical and emotional baggage. And I think the best way to make sure that we're successful in this new year with new opportunities is to make sure our mental health is in a good spot. Um, we've been dealing with even more stress than usual, and if any of these scenarios of stress or exhaustion or whatever sound like you, it's probably a good idea to get support from a therapist to figure out how to find peace and quiet within yourself. Um, I honestly think that one of the best, most affordable ways you can get into therapy is using Talkspace. Um, you basically sign up online and start therapy the same day you sign up. Depending on the plan you choose, you can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. And honestly, given the state of things right now, it's much safer to don't feel like you have to be isolated just because everything is so isolating. Um, and Talkspace allows you to do that. Um, they give you the support you need to feel your best. They have thousands of licensed therapists trained with over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. Um, you'll probably be amazed at how much progress you make each week when you actually attend therapy and hold yourself accountable for your mental health. It's affordable. There's a therapist network, which is really important because a lot of times the first therapist you find is not going to be the right one. So the ability to change and find someone that fits for you is a really, really important part of therapy in general. And most importantly, it's secure. It's private, using the latest end-to-end -end bank grade encryption technology to store all of your information and comply with the latest HIPAA regulations. Um, therapy can give you practical guidance that can really change your life for the better. I believe that. I've done therapy before and I plan to do it again soon. Um, and I think Talkspace is an amazing option to get that support. Best of all, well, best of all is your mental health, but in addition to that goodness, um, as a listener or viewer of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace to match with a licensed therapist today. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code DUDESOUP to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com. Use code DUDESOUP. 
In 2020, the internet was our savior. I know it was for me watching movies online, ordering groceries, doctor's visits, and of course, going to the post office online with stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. That's right here. No need to leave your home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money. And now you can too. With stamps.com, you get the services of the post office and the UPS right at your computer, plus big discounts on mailing and shipping rates. So remember, you can use your computer to print official US postage 24 7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just pick up a, a schedule of pickup or drop it off. It's that simple. With stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates, 62%. That's a pretty random number, but it's saving you a lot. Not to mention it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. Stamps.com is a no brainer. It's saving you time and money. It's no wonder over 900,000 small businesses already use stamps.com. So Make 2021 the year that you stop wasting time going to the post office and go to stamps.com. Instead, there's no risk. And with my promo code DUDE, D-U-D-E, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. So stamps.com, click on that microphone at the top of the homepage and type in DUDE. That's stamps.com, promo code DUDE. Stamps.com, never go to the post office again. Oh, oh, great. That. And we're back. There it is. <laughs> Perfect. Josh Flanagan, the Such an executive pose. Same. Loves giving gifts. You wouldn't you wouldn't think of it by looking at him, but he's he loves giving gifts and he'll he'll peek into your soul. We have oh, only Charlotte done actually got me some two good, really good last year. Oh yeah? Charlotte. Get you? I think for my birthday it was uh, it was cameos from Badlands Chugs and Joey's World Tour. And she told them that I had recently gotten divorced and could really use uh, <laughs> A pick me up, uh-huh. uh, and it it figures heavily into their into their cameos. <laughs> That's fantastic. I want to see those cameos I, I are always are always like I don't. The inventor of cameo should be deserve is the only person probably in this planet who deserves like billionaire status because yeah. They are just always fantastic. Josh Flanagan also got Elise and I a cameo from Jake the Snake Roberts, where he Ooh. filmed it. He filmed it horizontal, but the wrong way. So the only way to watch it is like this. <laughs> and, and he spent he spent most of the the cameo talking about Josh, but it was perfect. Uh, perfect. I trade it for That's anything. awesome. Um, we gotta we gotta move through this. We're already halfway through. So we've done two oh, questions. Shit. This is a, oh, no. this day's going really well. Um, what does a typical typical day look for? Look, nah, I'm tipple. Kidding. He said nipple. I'm, Freudian slip. He's looking <laughs> at your nipples, Patrick. He's thinking about nipples. Uh, this next one is a. It says I was reading this blank, and they said blank. So I think this is expecting me to do the research. So we're gonna skip that one here. Okay. Uh, is there anything you don't eat? That Tubbo. I don't eat. Tubbo. (laughs) It doesn't say that there, but I'm adding. adding, (laughs) Is there anything you don't eat, Tubbo, to uh, this question? Uh, Let's see. Uh, Number one, uh, most vegetables. Really? You're not? Wow. I don't like them. I don't Hmm. like them. I never have. Uh, I'm sure it's an issue with my general nutrition uh, Mm -hmm. that will come back to haunt me. That's why he has such a pronounced chin. 
It's the lack of because you're malnourished. No, that's okay. it. John's right. <laughs> um, yeah, basically all vegetables. I, I don't mm. like certain textures mm. as well. I have a problem with textures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's my main issue with mushrooms. I think more than taste is the texture. You yeah. you mentioned texture, and I immediately thought mushrooms, which I do like mushrooms. But I saw a picture. Uh, yesterday or the day before of a bunch of half sprouted mushrooms katie ward uh sent elise and i these mushrooms and they grow in a box you basically mm-hmm. just water them and they just grow out of the box but be- that transition period before they are full mushrooms it's the most nauseating thing it's yeah. just like it yeah. looks like fungus like it was too porous and i don't like it's mm-hmm. disgusting mushrooms go through like every phase they start as a spore Mm-hmm. And then they turn into like goo, yeah. And they like, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I don't I'm, like. I'm it. not a big fan. Um, is there anything you don't eat, John Tubbo? <laughs> um, I like like uh, Patrick. There's textural stuff for for me. I love peaches. <laughs> Patrick, peaches watch my, out! Here comes some one, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> Wait, wrong side. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah! We have uh, digital broccoli attack- attacking Patrick right now. Um, peaches are my favorite fruit, but mm-hmm. I can never bite a peach because the fuzz on my lip gives me the willies. Gotcha. Um, and uh, But also mushrooms. But, and this is something I used to keep private, keep to myself. Mm-hmm. But then a woman unprompted said this and I went oh my god that's something I've always felt mm-hmm. uh, which is that mushrooms taste the way that ejaculate smells um, white mushrooms I think specifically not all mushrooms okay so like right. when I eat a mushroom I, I go this smells <laughs> this tastes like what I imagine spum tastes like but a woman okay. I'm not gonna say who right. said that to me I went I don't really we like mushrooms and she went me neither they taste uh-huh. like cum and I went, okay. Oh, cool. And you thought about it, yeah. That's yeah. why people You're love like, them so much. You're like, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Weird conversation. Hey, James, you didn't what want to name her on eat, the show. Fatty. <laughs> I I feel like I do eat most things. Like growing up, I was a very very picky eater. I've talked often about my favorite meal to have as a child, which was a Dorito sandwich, <laughs> two slices of bread with a bunch of Doritos between, um, and how I would get a uh, top ramen. But I would ask my mom if she could use a different chicken broth than the packaged one because the packaged one had those very microscopic green, what are mm. they, the slices oh. of green onion or whatever. But like yeah. they're not, they're nothing. It's like a sprinkling. It's yeah. almost like a salt. But I didn't dissolves. want to eat them. I didn't want to eat them as a kid. But then like in my 20s, I started eating more vegetables like lettuce. So I just like kind of started with lettuce and stuff. Started eating more vegetables and then obviously as I started like taking my nutrition more and more seriously, I saw the benefit of eating vegetables and now I feel like there really isn't there really isn't anything that I don't eat. I I've tried liver, but I'm not a fan of liver. Um but yeah, no. Menudo? Tongue is tough. Yeah, I probably wouldn't choose. No, menudo had- intestines, I think. Is it? I, I don't yeah. know that I've had. I've tried Tri- that. Tripe, um, I think. I uh, once had chicken feet, and was like, I was like, oh no, thank you. Like, uh, yeah. it's just, it's just turtle slurping. blood. 
the skin. I've never had turtle blood. Uh, I'm sure there are things, but just things I haven't I, I haven't tried, so I don't have anything that's like off my list entirely. Long One of my teachers in high school told me about when they were traveling. I don't remember specifically what happened, but they went to a a restaurant or a bar and they ordered something and the guy took out a turtle and then smashed its shell with a hammer. (laughs) What the fuck? That That was like the beginning of the meal. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's a good date. Yeah. (laughs) I wish we had done that at the start of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we should. We should inaugurate every podcast (laughs) with the killing of a turtle. I I am not vegetarian, but I feel like I could be because a good portion of my diet is is vegetarian. I could be um, without complaint if someone said you're never gonna eat chicken again. I'd be like, oh man, but I Mm-mm. would probably be I'd probably be okay with it. But w- what I don't want to do is have any sort of like relationship with the meat that I'm going to consume afterwards. So like, mm. I, I don't want I w- couldn't probably be someone who butchers their own pigs or whatever like that. I don't How many want, people I, would be vegetarians if they had to sit there and stare into the eyes of the creature as its throat was being slit? You would think, but I mean, human beings only recently, like within the That's last what, 200 years, got to the point where they don't, didn't have to confront, yeah, confront yeah. the things that they were going to murder. I just have a hard time throwing out like a pair of shorts that I've been through a lot with. You know, like, I personify things. So, um... But, that was, and you gone to... I've, I've been, been a meat cutter and a butcher. Oh, really? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, like you were a five, butcher. For like five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's definitely some shit that like would def- would turn people off of meat. But I still oh, yeah. eat. Mm-hmm. I still eat meat. Cool guy. <laughs> you got to do, <laughs> do it. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, what were you saying, John? In Uganda, uh, this one semester, one of, the, one of the interns, one of the Americans that was out there, bought a goat as a pet. Uh, and then I went back mm. that summer, and it wasn't there. And I said, "Hey, like, where's uh, where's little Billy or whatever its name was?" And the mm. garden went, "Eh, we ate that one." It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it makes I sense. Guess you yeah. do. Why wouldn't you, you do what you gotta do? Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. We we probably only have time for maybe two or three questions, depending on how quickly we move. We got well, some other things we want to talk at about. At the last though. like two minutes, we could speed date it. Yeah, we'll speed. We'll we'll get through them all. We'll speed date it. Um, uh, what sort of vacations do you like to take? Uh, I I love anything tropical. I like nice. uh, somewhere where there's some warm water to swim in. Nice. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to go up to northern Minnesota a lot as a kid. That's very fun. Tropical, so, uh, <laughs> not tropical. Water I'm, I'm you giving you variety. Have... I'm showing you that I'm a dynamic person <laughs> with varied tastes. Because uh, I also like snowboarding and doing and going to snow, so I cool I can guy. do it all. Snowboarding butcher. Pretty I haven't cool, done that. Yeah. In like I have not done that in like ten years. <laughs> snowboarded or butchered? Snowboarded, butchered oh, okay. probably. Also, I don't know. Well, yeah. So you uh, you you're pretty much okay with whatever. What about like old? Would like do you have any interest in going on like old world tours or something like that? Old world tours. What yeah, is like like I want to go to a really old city that's been been around for two thousand years and just kind of like oh. walk around and take it in. Or are you more like I? If no, I'm going to love... go on vacation, I want to relax. No, I love doing that stuff too, but I just don't have. When the fuck am I going to travel out of the country? It's so expensive. It is expensive. Yeah, you know, 
I would yeah. love to. Yeah. But I haven't had a ton of chances to. Yeah. Well, maybe someday. Maybe next yeah. month. <laughs> hey, James. Maybe we could make yes. a video out of it and I could go on vacation for free. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about it. James. Yes. You like hey, the vacay? I love it, a vacay. <laughs> um... No, where are we going? Come on, tell it. Let us. I, what are we talking? When some when someone says, if someone said you you get a free vacation, I would probably also think someplace tropical. I would think like, oh, a resort in Hawaii where the sun is out and you spend most of your days like lying around a pool or or going in the ocean, drinking tropical drinks and like eating eating delicious island food. Um, but I do think that for the sake of like. I think I guess it's the difference between I I canceled it recently, but I had an Audible subscription for a really long time, and I would basically do like a two to one ratio of books that purely entertain me and books that I can learn something from. So like I'll listen to a James Bond novel, right, just for mm. funsies. And then I'll listen to something else, another fiction thing just for funsies. But then after that, I have to listen to something that's like some sort of improvement novel in some way. You know, you can learn from books. Surprising. You'd be surprised. And these aren't even books you have to read. These are just sounds. Imagine learning from listening to just goes straight into your ear. Yeah. Straight into your it's fastest way to the brain. Amazing stuff Well, through the eyes, I guess. Second fastest way through the brain. Um, it's so like the nose like... is the quickest. Maybe we could <laughs> yeah. work something out there with reading. You usually smell something before you see it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. But yeah, so that's that's how I try and think <laughs> of vacations. Is a, is a two to one kind of ratio of of making... Like that's I would like ratio. to go someplace really relaxing that I don't have to think of anything twice. And then on the third one, I would obligate myself to being like a tour of Greece. Where I'm going to be walking, like, and I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to walk more and be more exhausted having gone on this trip than if I had just stayed home. Yeah. So, John. For me. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh, I have a few different things. One, uh, I like going to very remote, like, uh, quaint, like a cabin in the woods. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh. Idlewild is a place I really like. Like it's just very small. They have a dog for a mare, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Where it's like, I'm not really going for sightseeing. I'm more going for just the very chill, isolated experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also when I do travel, I like to um, instead of, you know, if I go to a country, instead of touring all over the country, I like going one specific place and exploring Mm -hmm. that place fully. So like, um, I went to Malaysia one time, uh, for, it was like, I filmed something in Bangladesh for a nonprofit and because Mm -hmm. they didn't want to pay me instead, they paid me a little bit of money and added a week on, uh, to the trip. Okay. So what ended up happening was I spent a week in Malaysia after the work, and I spent all of the money that they paid me uh, during like a casino. that. Yeah. 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 Um, you got. But duped. so in Malaysia, instead of uh, touring all around Malaysia, I just went to this one little island called Penang Island, where it was the first like uh, 
in Southeast Asia, it was the first like naval, like big hub for naval shipping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the Indian shipping company or whatever that had like a monopoly of international trade back in the 1400s or whatever the hell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, it, That's an appreciation for culture yeah, and history. They controlled yeah. that island. And so on Penang Island, not in all of Malaysia, but on Penang Island, it's like one third Malay, one third Chinese, and one third Indian population. Um, mm-hmm. And it was really cool. They had a toy museum where they had like every toy that had ever existed on display. It's a dream come true. It was really cool, but I heard yeah. that it actually shut down a number of years ago. Um, oh, they also okay. had an island called Monkey Island. Well, it was it was called Monkey Beach. Sorry, not oh, Monkey okay. Island. That's a Were there any secrets? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I could tell you. Uh, never. We got we got to keep moving. But basically, I explored that place fully. I went to every cemetery. Mm-hmm. I went to every uh, <laughs> like place I could find. Um, it was really really cool. Uh, so that's what I like doing. I like getting the micro travel. Getting Fall, in uh, there. A brief, just a brief follow-up question, because you made me th- me think of it talking about like covering a place. Have you ever gone somewhere for like a trip, and then by the end of it, you're like, I got it, I did it. That's a hundred. Like if it's a video game, the map would be full. Yeah. And like it would say like a hundred percent completion. All the question marks would be gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just Penang Island. This. Okay. Great. Well, I have one, but it's visiting my brother in West Virginia. So <laughs> I feel like yeah. I feel like that's a pretty quick. And you didn't pretty even quick, stop. Yeah, so you're driving. You yeah, just drive straight through. Yeah. It's very easy to check all those boxes, though. Yeah. I, I felt that way up when I went to uh, the Florida Keys. Hmm. I mm. went on a family trip when I was younger to the Florida Keys, and then we also went down to like Key West. So like we like drove it and like did it. And I was like, okay, I think I, you know, I think I got. There may be some <laughs> enough. like yeah. yeah, like some little collectibles, but they serve no purpose. And I'm not gonna mm-hmm. get you know. I got like 750 out of 868 collectibles <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Oh, um, when I was in eighth grade, right before 9/11. Uh, mm. Coincidence? Uh, I think not. We went to Disney World, and um, it was the, by the way, tip. I mean, not right now because we're in a pandemic. But you all, if you go the week after Labor Day weekend. Oh, D- Disney uh, World's open. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah you can go. You can still do this. Uh, the, uh, the lines are so much shorter because basically all of the Americans have gone back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Uh, basically, we bought this seven-day pass, and we went to all five of the major parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did, like, everything in each park over the course of a day. Uh, and we also went – it gave us a pass to, like, two sub-parks. So we went to mm-hmm. two different water parks as well. That really felt like we got the whole tour because the the couple that we went with, this was, like, their annual tradition. And mm-hmm. so each night they stayed in a different hotel – um, and That's so exhausting. that sounds like a lot. It's, yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. like a lot. But like they had, a, we went to the buffet at the Safari uh, Hotel. We did mm-hmm. like we did stuff at every all these n- fancy hotels and stuff. It was really awesome. That's cool. Uh, Disney World unfortunately has added a ton of new things. So sorry, well, it's like it's like you beat the game and then they released twenty five expansions. <laughs> Just it's like Civ, it's all paid yeah. DLC and microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much is. They have a wrist strap yeah. now that you don't yeah. even need to bring your wallet, and you just every you're like, I would like to buy a T-shirt. Bink. 
I would like to get Good into Lord. my room. Bink. That's yeah. awesome. Um, How expensive uh, is that place? Disney World? Yeah. It's expensive. I mean, you could probably, do, I mean, I just to get in, it's expensive. But then if you're like, like our age and you're like, I want to have good food and like really enjoy my, it's, it's, it's expensive. I, I'm going to skip it. <laughs> good. Yeah. Specifically. I think. I, 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 I yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. We, we're going to have to start, I'm going to start burning through these because we have to, we have still some other things that we need to get to. Uh, anything surprising happened today? Today? No. All right. John, what's the best advice anyone ever gave you? Happiness is a choice. I thought okay. you were going to say Happy cool. New Year's. That's, That's like uh, they interviewed a bunch of old Well, they didn't. I didn't get the advice, but they interviewed a bunch of old people in old folks' homes mm-hmm. uh, of all different creeds and wealth, financial situations, everything. And all of them at the end of their life was like, looking back on it, whatever you're going through, uh, you can find the good things and you can, you know, you can find happiness. Mm-hmm. I've always heard old people say that they wish they took better care of their teeth was like number two. Well, <laughs> number one, I wish I had found the happiness more. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> number two. Well, no, because that's all they do now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Big uh, problem, actually, in nursing homes. James, tell me about your closest friends. Um... I have a lot of, I have some of close friends. <laughs> my close friend, my closest friends are Patrick and John um, and they're here. Um, uh, I mean, I don't have like friendship tiers as much. I have people there. Basically, it's like people that are, have been in my life for a really long time. That they've stood the test of time. Cause I like have people who I was like super close with at different stages in my life. But then things, you know, split apart. And it's not that we aren't friends. I actually um, had a like virtual hangout with some people that I worked with at G4 who, you know, they went to my wedding and they're like super close and like just I've seen them have grow their families and like we would go to hang out with them every single Christmas or whatever. Obviously, we can do this. So we had another hangout and like there's certain people that you don't have to see all the time. And when you do see them, it's like, boom you're like yeah. immediately back to it. And I would, I would definitely say there's that. And then just for the sake of it, Elise, Elise is my best friend. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that. Boo! She, uh, yeah, that doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that. Uh, Patrick, what were you like as a kid? Uh, d- d- very curious and very scared. Mm-hmm. Okay. John, Next. I've been watching, I've been watching blank, let's say uh-huh. Bridgerton, and love it. Have you seen any good movies or TV shows lately? <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, Elise is here. Yeah, what's up? What's up, my best friend? (laughs) Yep. Thank you. And I want to say the same, I'm going to shoot the same right back at you. Uh, Our friendship means so much to me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. do you no, can we not? We can't. Hear oh, you can't hear. He's not going out to anyone. Oh, <laughs> Elise, Elise oh, no. jumped in to try and be funny. Okay, yeah, I'm. I'm repeating it. Uh-huh. Okay, yes. Yeah, nice, so Great Elise job. called in uh, mm-hmm. on Discord, which you can hear, and said just wanted to talk to my best friend Patrick, uh, <laughs> which I, I then yeah I then agreed that uh, I was her best friend, uh, and I think that's basically catches everyone up. 
And James and is very I, sad now. Yeah, and I look sad. Yeah, big light. Well, I'm sad and because Elise is also what? saying that uh, John is also her best friend. <laughs> she didn't say that. I was gonna say, the say only that. person who doesn't have or is someone's best friend in this equation is John. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm my own best friend. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. All right, bye, bye. Elise. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay just posted in Discord. Can't hear Elise on stream, lol. Oh, well. <laughs> um, okay, so John, what have you been watching? Oh, man. Oh my god, this is a perfect question. One, oh, have, okay. I started The Expanse. Okay. Oh, was I good? wasn't into it the first time. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the first episode and was like, eh. I yeah. blew through the first season and then I said, I love this so much, I'm going to read the books. And oh, I looked cool. it up and the first <sighs> season is only the first two thirds of the first book. So mm-hmm. I can read the whole first book and it's not just like I'm reading the season. Uh, second. Yeah, those books are like 1500 pages long, right? Are they? I didn't check. I think they're oh. huge. Ooh. Sorry. I never got it. through uh I never got through Shogun or whatever it was called. Oh yeah, you're so happy about you're like, I'm reading Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on the tone. Uh, check it out, everybody. Two, uh not the Amazon twenty twenty version, the original British version of Utopia. It's only two oh. seasons, six episodes each. It's so good, and it's the cinematography. Everything about that show is so good. Um, I really, really, really love it. I I only have the last episode of uh, Series 2 left, Um, and it's just so good. I haven't watched the 2020 version. People have told me, and I think it's people that have watched, you know, the original. They're like, it's not as good, but Mm -hmm. who knows? Uh, James, have you been to any good restaurants recently? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> don't lie I haven't I honestly I haven't eaten at a restaurant in uh, probably almost a year at this point yeah. wow would have been like because things were getting pretty bad end of February already and we were already like yeah. oh better be careful um, Patrick yeah do you have any pet peeves uh oof I don't like when anyone touches me while I'm driving and and in any way whatsoever. Mm. It drives me insane. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. I also, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a good Do you, do you immediately, if someone touches you, do you immediately, it's because your reaction is to go, ah! (laughs) Yeah. Jerk the wheel around. I I slam on the brakes and I (laughs) Mm -hmm. turn the wheel as hard as I can. (laughs) My, one of my pet peeves is also driving related and it's when, It's when a light turns green, you're waiting at a traffic light, and it turns green, and the person behind you honks. Oh, yeah. because like right off the bat? Yeah, because it means they weren't paying attention. Yeah. And they're they're taking it out on you. Like, they, it's just an immediate fallacy, like, that yes. it bothers me a lot. Uh, John, do you have any pet peeves? Yeah, being asked stupid bullshit questions. Perfect, <sighs> great. Uh, <laughs> well, that that wraps up everything. We've learned everything we need to know. That was an amazing first date. I All had right. a wonderful time. Um, the show's not over. We still have at least two more things we need to discuss. Real quick, Cody, can you remind me of what's next? He's muted and definitely. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, baby. 
Hey, everybody. Nice. It would not be a Funhouse podcast hosted by the J- James Willems, me, uh, if we didn't have our most popular segment, Mount Up for Morbius. We are com- I think it's been almost a year that this segment has been going on. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure it started after Countdown to Cats ended and Cats would have come out Christmas, which means I think we've been doing this for a year. And I'm still not sure when the movie's coming out. Um, (laughs) But for this week, I'm premiering a new segment within the segment slash show of Mount Up for Morbius, which also underneath that is getting to know Leto. So this is a new segment within the segment of a segment of the show. um, And it's called Keeping Up with Keaton. Because as we all saw in the graphic, Michael Keaton probably makes a one-line cameo somewhere oh, in the film, which yeah. allows me to integrate him into this. So we're keeping up with Keaton. And so I found a 10-question film history of Michael Keaton fun trivia quiz. Oh, hell yeah. And, yep. and so we're going to play it together and see how our score is. All right, you cool. guys ready? We got to do this do real it. quick. All right, number one. Keaton exploded onto the Hollywood scene with his role as Bill Blaszczowski in the cute 1982 comedy Night Shift. This also happened to be the film that put which popular Hollywood director on the map? I know the answer to this because I own it on DVD. I know. Uh, How do we buzz in? I don't. We're just going to collectively come to if we're going to collectively come to a answer. I'm going to say Ivan Reitman because it's blue in the screenshot. Yeah, Ooh, I agree with that for the that, same reason. I'm going <laughs> to disagree. I'm going to disagree and say Ron Howard because I know it was directed by Ron Howard. Really? Oh, yeah, wow. one of his earliest films. So don't ignore the blue. Do we and don't know been, why it's blue. He's been cranking out huh. gold ever so since. Rob Reiner. Mm-hmm. Can we get official confirmation? No, we're gonna. We have to answer them all, okay. and then we'll see how we did. Oh, all right. Okay. Number two, who is featured as Michael Keaton's leading lady? in the breakout 1983 comedy hit, Mr. Mom. Oh. I'm just gonna go with Gina Davis, but I don't remember. Well, they were in Beetlejuice together. Oh, that's why I'm choosing that, isn't it? Hulk Hogan. I don't think that's I I actually second Sorry, that's Mr. Nanny. I'm gonna Um, say Terry Garr. I'm gonna say Terry Garr, because I have no idea who that is. I'll go with Terry Garr also for the same reason. I feel like I would know if the other... It's either Terry Garr or Robin Wright, but... All right, let's move on. Keaton's comedic success was continued in 1984 when he played the lead role in the clever crime comedy Johnny Dangerously. What was the surname of Keaton's character in this funny film? Uh, I'm going to go Malone. I'm going O'Reilly. I think it's probably Malone or Mahoney. Do you have go three Malone. of these quizzes open, or are you just going to answer whatever you want? I'm answering whatever I want. Okay. Okay. It's Mal- I'm going Malone. All right. In the mid-1980s, American jobs were being lost in the auto industry, <laughs> and it became popular to blame Japan. It's weird. <laughs> Picking up on that theme was the 1986 comedy Go Hu- Gung Ho, starring... Home. What does that have to do with Japan? Starring Michael Keaton as Hunt Stevenson, a tough but sometimes mealy-mouthed auto plant worker. What was the alternate title for this film? It seems uh, racist, so I'm going to go with Car Kamikaze. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Car Kamikaze yeah. definitely or, feels the Well, most a salary man is uh, known, at, like a lot of uh, Japanese yeah. businessmen but are known w- as salary Would man. that have made it to would that Probably have made not. It to no, Western let's do Car Kamikaze. Yeah. All right. Uh, number five. 
Perhaps the highlight of Michael Keaton's comedic career came in 1988 when he played the outrageous and defensive title role in the film Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice marked the first time that Keaton had teamed with director Tim Burton in his acting career. He's not in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He's not. He's not in... Is he in Edward... Wait, what was before? Edward Scissorhands as ass. So I'm pretty sure it was Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Beetlejuice, Batman, right? Yeah. I mean, he may have did like... What? Batman was eighty five. Four. Batman was eighty nine. Oh. <laughs> I think this is true. True. I want to say true, but I, I bet true. there's like some fucking commercial or something that he directed, Maybe. or like a music video. Yeah. yeah. All right. Michael Keaton's first turn as a dramatic actor also came in nineteen eighty eight when he portrayed Daryl Pointner as a drug addict in recovery mode. What was the name of this interesting and underrated film? That's like your opinion. Touch uh, and go. I think Touch it's and clean and sober. Is it I think really? It is just called that. That I've sounds never heard familiar. Of it before. I was gonna say touch and go, but you sound confident. Are we okay? Clean, clean and, and sober. sober. I think clean that's it. All right. In the 1989 comedy The Dream Team, love this movie. Harold Ramis is in it. Uh, Keaton led an ensemble cast as Billy Caulfield, a patient in a sanitarium who leads a team of mentally ill friends in a comedy caper through New York City. Which of these actors is not a member of the Dream Team? Uh, Who are these people? (laughs) Christopher Lloyd is in it, for sure. Peter Boyle. Clint Howard. Stephen it's either first. Peter Boyle, Clint Howard, or Stephen First. Okay, nice. Great. I'm going to go Peter Boyle. I'll jump Christopher on the Lizzie. Boyle bandwagon. Christopher Lloyd's nice. Michael Keaton was very fortunate to land the lead role in the 1989 mega-hit Batman. Maybe he wasn't fortunate. I don't know. In how many of the Batman films, including the first, did Keaton appear in the lead role? That's two. That they say the lead role. Yeah, two. Unless we're counting Flash. Um, two, yeah. Are we? In 1990, Michael Keaton took a surprising turn as a villain in the thriller Pacific Heights. Keaton played Carter Hayes as the tenant from hell who rents a house in which of these cities? John, San Diego's on here. Do you remember when you were a boy and they were filming a movie there? Called Pacific, Pacific Heights? Heights? I don't... I'm going to say San Francisco. San Francisco definitely seems like right. Pacific Heights. Let's do San Francisco. All right, last right, one. Seattle and Portland are kind of like in a little bit from the ocean, right? Yeah. Well, no. Well, the PNW <laughs> no. is Seattle. They're right on the water. I don't know. <laughs> um, in 1994, I Keaton know. led an ensemble cast in the film The Paper, a drama that revolved around the world of newspaper reporting, capital N. Keaton portrayed Henry Hackett in The Paper, an editor who worked on what fictitious New York paper? New York Sun. New York Sun sounds right to sounds me. Sounds good to me. All right, we're submitting. Okay, uh, Ron Howard was correct. Terry Garr was correct. Ooh. He was Johnny Kelly. We got mm. that one wrong. We said Malone. It was working class man, not car kamikazes. <laughs> uh, so we're just racist. Yeah. <laughs> True that uh, he first termed ter- Tim Burton. Uh, Clean and Sober Team was Bert- the name of the film. Uh, Clint Howard was not in the dream team. Uh, two Batman films. San Francisco was the city. Pacific Heights and the New York Sun is one. We got seven nice. out of ten and scored one hundred and five points. I don't know what those points mean, but we got them, baby. Seems like oh, Clint Howard but... should have been in it. Yeah, Clint yeah, Howard, Ron Howard's brother. 
from the Grizzly show or whatever. Hey, everybody. Yep. We are almost to the end, but we have one other thing that we want to talk about. We mentioned kind of changes early on in this podcast and how uh, oh, right. 2021 is going to bring some changes. And and John, uh, I wanted to, we mentioned passion projects earlier, so I wanted mm-hmm. to let you kind of share a passion project that you're working on. Uh, I totally forgot we were going to be talking about this, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, just a little preamble, uh, about a year ago, I started going to therapy, um, and in March I started taking medication and since that time, uh, things have mellowed out. I am bipolar, but I've been pretty stable. Uh, and with that stability, uh, I've been able to kind of think about my life and think about what I want. Uh, and one of the things I've always wanted to do, but never been able to actually like formulate a plan and pursue is, uh, basically just living in as many countries as I can throughout my life. Uh, so I'm taking steps towards doing that, you know, global pandemic pending. Mm -hmm. Um, but one of the things is that, uh, I will need to be leaving Funhouse as a producer, Mm -hmm. uh, so that I can spend time. Uh, kind of building my own uh, brand or, uh, you know, content creator machine mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, so that is happening uh, as of now. Uh, last I mean, year I, was... What? I, I was just going to add one thing. It kind of already happened. Um, like, this is it in action. Yeah. Um, I was just going to, you know, something because you know, people always get really scared when they hear stuff like this but you know uh we value everything that you do and the the plan is to have you just keep i mean honestly we i think we have we have you scheduled for more stuff this week yeah we already shot two things this week we're filming this podcast then we're filming another thing on wednesday and then on Mm -hmm. friday so yeah that was what i was going to asterisk uh it with or follow up with is that i am leaving as a producer so i'm not i'm not Mm -hmm. full-time at funhouse anymore I'm going to be spending, you know, all of my free time uh, either working on uh, YouTube content uh, like my Nintendo peripherals video or making music, as I mentioned previously, uh, which I plan to release some of. Uh, And then also I'm going to be streaming more. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, as this has always been the case, you know, since I started being on camera more, that aspect of it, the filming really only takes up between like three to six hours a week. Mm -hmm. uh, And... Like, really, I didn't want to leave Funhouse. It was more just like, this is the path I want to take in my life. Uh, and so this is something that I just need to, I need to be responsible and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I'm staying on as a cast or whatever. Yeah, because we're still going to. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. And it's, yeah, and it's not like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll be in stuff when I can find time in my schedule. Like, I am prioritizing being in Funhouse videos. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I have to, if I'm planning on streaming, but we want to shoot something, I'll just start my stream later. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. So, I am 100% going to be, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know, with uh, Patrick and Charlotte joining, maybe the amount of videos I'm in will just be a little bit less because we have a larger, you know, on camera. Don't say that because then people okay. will compare us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, I should be in, nothing really should change for Funhouse viewers. Yeah, I, I again, kind of this is something that has already happened and I know people like freak out when they find things out, but like 
it's it's something that you are very adamant that you're like, I still want to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want to find a way to be ready when I'm ready to transition fully into whatever that next that next stage is. And we were like, we still want to keep doing this with you. And we all but we also want you to have the freedom to transition fully when you're ready to transition fully. And like, I mean, honestly, the only thing that our audience might notice potentially is that we'll be asking Patrick to grow his beard out and shave his head. Um, what? So, and we're also going to start referring yeah. to Patrick as John. Um, so, are those are the like. Wait, is this, are the are only... you, is this a bit, or are you serious? <laughs> no, we're serious. So this is the I, only thing that. Yeah, it was in the contract. I, it was in the contract. I really d- desperately needed the work, so I'm going in for my first surgery mm-hmm. uh, next week. I think. Yeah. Um, Am I going to have to shave a mustache and call I myself Patrick? Be... It should be un- it, sh- it should be unrecognizable within a week or two. Yeah, it's going to be great. So yep. we'll have basically two Johns. We can kind of use and dispose them as we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically, we're building. There's a trap door beneath both of you right now, and when I press a button, you drop down into a water tank, and then a blind man is going to put you into the basement somewhere. That's right. Um, and I that's I can't believe that's the most efficient way. <laughs> to get rid of a body, but I guess it is, and uh, and yeah, but no. So you know, it it sucks because your creativity is is, I think, a, a lifeblood for this channel. But we still plan on tapping into it as much as we can. But you'll still have some you'll have some leftover now, so that way you yeah. can put it into your own things. And I think that's exciting too. So well, cool. Yeah. Um, but that's basically that's that's this episode 2021 first podcast of 2021 we're back in the saddle trying to make some content we've already shot a bunch of stuff and it's only two days in um, and we're super again super excited Patrick to have you and well, you know you. we'll be having we'll be having everyone from inside gaming who's coming over on uh, Charlotte I don't think is back in I don't I don't think she's back this week no she's still off until thursday so um but we'll definitely have her on and uh evan we'll have evan on and make sure we can make sure everyone gets known and seen and you're going to be seeing a lot more of them in our videos and also coming up with ideas for content and it's really exciting we had a really cool talk with everyone yesterday about cool ideas that we're going to try out and thank you so much for watching and enjoying us um yeah check out check out uh twitch.tv slash piece of posse no it's slash John Smith. Slash John Smith. But if you Let's search pizza, pizza Posse, pizza too, posse. there might be some cool stuff on there. P- yeah, go yeah, to the Pizza Posse. Could be. <laughs> could be awesome. Uh, and then the only other shout out that I really have is Dead Little Roosters. Dead Little Roosters Dead Little premieres. Roosters. Check it out. I have seen I have seen the few episodes that exist, and it is pretty wildly. There he is, Josh Flanagan. <laughs> there it pretty is. wildly. It's incredibly complex and so impressive, and it was made with social did something and all those amazing roles. And when you think about that, you're like, holy cow, we should just make everything that way because it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so check that out. And thank you so much. And we will see you guys again. Happy 2021. Happy see 2021. Ya. Bye. Bye.